0: Good afternoon, good evening, Mzansi. Welcome to the show. This is Umbani Radio Conversations. We're just talking to you guys, broadcasting live from Danbury, Connecticut, over in the Americas, East Coast of America. I'm so excited today, the show that we have for you guys. Uh, and welcome to everybody who just tuned in. Uh, we have a great show for you guys. And I have my co-host Mbali. We're going to be doing a great show for you. We're bringing you the ladies that won the Tributes Awards, uh, which was hosted by Valhalla Arts. of which you can go to ValhallaArts.com and get to know more about these ladies. But guess what? They are here, meaning they are over the phone with us. They're going to give us all their stories. And we get to interact mm. with them and get to hear what their story is about. But anyway, before I get started with them, let me hear from you, Mbali. How are you doing, my sister?
1: I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. How are you doing? How is Sudbury?
0: I'm uh, Greenwich. You, you know what, man? You know what, man? It, it, it's it's a little chilly right now. I'm pretty sure you're going through the same thing where you where you are right now. You're in Greenwich. Yeah,
1: Greenwich.
0: Oh, okay, all right. Um, we're we gonna. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, the listeners are excited about what is coming up. So I'm gonna get them. Yeah, to... I'm
1: excited too. Like, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. I'm looking at the 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 post, and I'm like, damn. Yeah. Beautiful ladies.
0: No, they're beautiful, man. They're beautiful. Uh, I really love uh, their attitude, too, and their stories are incredible. And um, we're going to talk to them and get to hear their stories. And if anybody has any questions, you can actually send us on Facebook or you can actually call us and let us know with the, what do you have going on or what you want to know about these ladies. Anyway, let me introduce them quickly so that I won't hold up the show. I got emily and i've got Nareen. let me start with you emily welcome to the show
2: hi how are you guys
0: we're doing great good good
1: good good, emily how are you
2: i'm awesome thank you for asking i'm so excited to be a part of the show today thank you very much for having me oh we are excited too
1: to have you on our show
0: we are very excited, Emily. Thank and you. and uh, Nareen in the other side. Nareen, welcome to the show, honey.
3: Thank you, Killy. I'm also excited to be here. It's an honor. Oh, thank Nareen, you,
1: so much. you look like someone I know. You look so familiar. <laughs> Mbali, you know that's not the
3: first time I've heard that. So <laughs> maybe there's a lot of people with my look out there.
1: I know, right? <laughs>
0: well I can just I can just say there are a lot of beautiful people like you ladies over here she's getting confused with everybody she see but anyway welcome (laughs) to the show guys I can't wait to hear your stories I can't wait to hear about you so first of all before anything I just want to congratulate you for actually getting the tributes awards which were hosted by Musa Zulu and the Valhalla Arts I really want to congratulate you guys I was really happy for you guys because your stories are Incredible.
1: And they are yeah, amazing. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So, <laughs> so uh, let me start with you, Emily. If you can just give us a rundown a little bit who you are and where you're from in South Africa, just a little bit of a place where you grew up and all of that stuff. Let me start with you, Emily, and then I will have you, Nairin, go on. Okay, great. Thank you very much. I will start by
2: introducing myself by my filming. My name is Nkateko Emily Marasa. I am a proud girl of the Songa Nation in South Africa. And I am, however, a fashion designer, a poet, a dancer, a public speaker, a model, and I am a gold award holder for the Duke of Edinburgh International Award, proudly yeah. called the President's Award in South Africa. And now I can add on to that, that I am um, a role model, as I was awarded at the Previous excellence award by bahala Atz um, by Mr himself,
0: so it's such a great pleasure to add on to my profile that i am a role model oh wow. man! wow 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 wow, wow. I, I, you know what i know a little bit of song actually um emily uh i don't know a lot but awesome, i know awesome. i i Minja and mama <laughs>
2: okay, I am based in Alexander which is which is known as the poorest township in South Africa. But it's really cool. I mean I, grew, I I was born in Pretoria but then we later on moved to Alex because of the type of disability I needed I needed um access to doctors and so forth and that's why we moved to Alex, and that's where I've been based most of my life, and that's where I am right now.
0: Okay, oh, okay. Okay. Well, Naren, go ahead. And, and Naren, you still there?
3: Hi. Yes, I'm here.
0: Oh, so So, uh,
3: my name... <laughs> I'm going to jump in. Uh-huh. My name is Naren Fuyun. I was born in Syrenegang, and... Yeah, I currently live in Johannesburg. I work for the Pearson education uh, side of the business, and I work in the marketing team. Uh, I was first seen by Mr. Zulu when I was still part of the sales team, where I won the Key Account Manager of the Year award for closing a 10 million rand contract at the University of Pretoria. And... After that, I moved on to the marketing team where I now create Marketing Collateral, uh, run activations campaigns, run actually a variety of campaigns in support of the sales team. And I have also evolved into a public speaker where I speak to kids with disabilities and try and motivate them to kind of not give up on their dreams and, you know, continue
0: to be strong and fight for what they want. Wow, wow! So, the, 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 uh, what, what did they say? You know, I know, I know a little bit of Africans. I don't want to embarrass myself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I was gonna <laughs> yeah, say.
3: I like that. Tonga and Afrikaans. Wow, you're a man of many talents. I know. <laughs>
0: you know what? You get so. Uh, you know what? Growing yeah. up. In, growing up in guazulu natal unfortunately they don't emphasize all these languages and guess what how they're important they are in our lives because now we're talking we could also throw a little bit of song and throw a little bit of uh africans unfortunately they never emphasize africans that much in guazulu natal i don't know why but you know what i, I i'm gonna say uh, uh, i'm gonna say danke no you for joining us in the show and telling us your story so you grew up where? Where is it? Actually, where were you born? Like, Where were you born in South Africa?
3: I okay, so I was born in Gauteng, in uh, Ferenacheng. It's along the Val River. And that's where I was brought up. I kind of lived there for most of my life growing up. And then I moved to Joburg when I was about twenty-one. Yeah, 21 years old. Moved yeah. in on my own and then continued my career from there. Okay. And um, after after school, I studied even in so yes. the Val. So the area where Suri is is called the Val Triangle. I studied there at Northwest University where I completed my B.com in Economics and uh. my B.com Honours Degree in Marketing and Entrepreneurship.
0: Okay. And then, Naren, I also... Just to ask about what you were diagnosed with, it's called a star guts. I've never um, heard of a word like that, but there are so many medical words I don't know. Can you give us a little bit of an idea like um, what happened, uh, if, um, how does it affect you today in your life? Okay, so
3: uh, basically I was diagnosed with stargots disease when I was 21 years old. And it resulted from me actually going on holiday with my family. And on the way back, I was driving and my eyesight was so bad, I couldn't overtake cars. I I could barely, barely drive. And mm. my mom insisted that I go to the optometrist literally the day after. And, you know, from there, it was a bit of a process going to ophthalmologists and then they discovered Stargardt's disease. So Mm. if you're familiar with the structure of the eye, you'll know that the retina has your photoreceptors um, which are actually responsible for reflecting light. And in my instance, the photoreceptors are disintegrating which means I'm not nearsighted or farsighted. I literally have blind spots in my eyes. So glasses don't help and it is a gen- genetic disorder. Mm, 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 mm,
0: mm, mm. Well, It's an incredible story. And so n- so now the thing is so you have just basically lost any ability to um to still hey. drive and be able to enjoy just basic uh, necessary uh, necessities uh, that y- you need like uh, some sort of a guide or do you actually can be able to do everything inside the house?
3: You know what the thing is uh, basic things i struggle with quite a bit like um i'm one of those spoiled kids that uh, buy all my veggies cut up because i would literally slash my fingers if i have to do things like that or um actually walking down the stairs is a problem because i have no depth perception i fall quite easily i miss steps quite easily as well and I found it quite interesting at the Valhalla Arts Tribute, I was sitting next to Vicky Fourier and Vicky Fourier is deaf, but I remember when I needed to go to the bathroom, she actually offered to take me to the bathroom, and you know what's really interesting, it speaks to you about the spirit of all the girls that won these awards, that regardless of their own situation, they're always willing to help the next person. Mm. And I found that so humbling and so amazing about these awards. Mm, mm, mm.
0: Incredible, Um, Lonnie. Go go ahead. Were you saying something?
3: So in general, I actually use a lot of assistive software in the work that I do. And that's, really amazing about working with technology and working in education is that you actually work with like a lot of digital products and digital products can often be adapted to suit the needs of different types of learners and I found that really empowering because a lot of the time I work in marketing so I write catalogs, I create all types of collateral and When I can't read anymore, uh, my software on my computer actually allows the text to be read back to me. So I don't actually physically have to read at the end of the day. Or a lot of the time I can magnify any type of artwork or anything that I see on my computer screen about four times the size that it appears on my computer screen. So I can still read text if I need to read it and you know what that has just opened my world so much because discovering that I can use these tools to make my life easier has enabled me to also make universities aware of these tools being available, going to schools and making sure that schools are aware that these tools are available to increase accessibility to education to all students.
0: Absolutely. I think Absolutely.
3: I think that has helped me in my journey, you know to also heal a little bit and to to deal with the disappointment that I've had to go through to to say that you know in my journey, I've discovered so many tools that can not only help me but also benefit others and It's good to get out there and become aware of your surroundings and know that there are other people are also facing the challenges, but don't necessarily have access to the tools that you have access to.
0: Hmm, 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 hmm. This is incredible. This is an incredible story. Emily, we haven't forgotten about you. I know you are in the other line. I just want to bring you in. Yes. So Emily, you have a cerebral, pl- let me say this correctly. It's called cere- cerebral cerebral palsy. I've been practicing how to say this thing all day and I still can't say it. Cerebral palsy. How do I say it correctly?
2: It's
0: Uh, called cerebral palsy. So so cerebral palsy. Okay, so, um, and that actually, um, you were diagnosed with that in, uh, was it uh, in 1996 months after you were born? Yes, um, it was very early into my
2: life. You know, and my parents not knowing what is this, you know, um, they didn't know what would happen, what special needs did I uh, have to encounter for me to have a normal, what they call a normal life. And um, luckily for me, God has blessed me with such beautiful and loving parents and a a wonderful family at that, that they, they, they took out their time to go find out and ask doctors, what is this federal policy what can we do to help our daughter become as normal as mobile as independent as she can be and um you know as I grew I kind of I could see that I was different from my siblings because I'm the last born at home but mm-hmm. that wasn't that wasn't a problem because my parents my mother specifically never treated me any different to my sisters so that is in turn never um, affected much. that I could be whatever I wanted to be and that helped a lot in my life um, to have that support system from a very young age and as I grew I also got to learn what is this cerebral palsy, why um what causes it, and so forth and there are very there are various things that cause cerebral palsy but usually it's because um you, uh, the child is born prematurely, so I was born at six months, and, and that's one of the reasons why I was diagnosed with cerebral which affects your muscles, and sometimes it's so severe that you can't walk, and that is where I was at one stage in my life, where I could not walk and I was in a wheelchair, and living in a township, um, it was very difficult to be mobile, because the houses are too small, the streets are too small, everything is just not right, it's not wheelchair friendly and so forth. So that is when I decided at a very young age, at only 12 years old, that I actually didn't want to be in this wheelchair anymore. No matter how cool it was that I was in around, that I could save my shoes from being worn out, I still wanted to learn how to walk. And um, I told this to my parents and they said, okay, let's go to your doctor. Let's see if you can, you can try learn how to walk and uh, one thing my doctor did tell me was it's impossible with the type of terrible person that you have and um, you will not be able to walk this is not right, even if you do try you'll have to go back to being in a wheelchair at 18 years old and I'm 27 today and believe me not, I'm still walking because I believed in myself and I had a great support system, so um sometimes the doctors are right, but sometimes it's all about the power of the mind, what you decide for your own life, because I decided I wanted to learn how to walk. And, and that is when I got my first pair of crutches in in, in, 20, in 2002 at the age of 12. And ever since then, I've been using crutches, and slowly but gradually I'm walking without them now. But uh, it's, it's, it's still a long process, but I'm so grateful that... Because of my positive mind and because of who I have around me, who I associate myself with, I'm able to to, to see many possibilities beyond what um, medical doctors or or people of medical uh, professions are saying about cerebral palsy or about my type of disability.
0: Mm, mm, my God, honey. Your spirit is just amazing. Both of you guys, your spirit is just amazing. It's something I haven't heard uh, from anybody else. It makes me um question a lot of things about uh, how my... Uh, uh, my outlook in a lot of things. And I'm pretty sure everybody listening is thinking about the same thing. Just to remind you, uh, to all the listeners, uh, uh, we are actually talking to Nareen Felione, and we're also talking to Emily Mabasa. And both based out of South Africa, Emily won the Role Model Award on the Tributes Award. And uh, Nareen Felione won the Sales and Marketing Award. So, Nareen, now I get to ask you this question because you said something about winning uh i mean being able to um make 10 million dollars for the company that you work for (laughs) was it 10 no 10 million rands i'm sorry it i mean but you know understandably why Uh, 10 million rands so it's still a huge amount of money so did you keep any of it or they kept it all (laughs)
3: <laughs> no unfortunately they kept it no,
0: I'm just kidding but, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding I think,
3: um, I, 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 j- j- uh, look really, I, all I can tell you there yeah. is you know what just being recognized for the work that you do is so much of fun if you're a naturally competitive person you want to just make sure you get to the top of the pops and And that was fun for me. It was a good,
0: a good award wow honey i'm just really happy for you and congratulations for doing that and being able to actually be recognized that because companies nowadays they don't seem to care too much about what their employees bring in but i just want to say doing that and going through what you're going through it shows how much of a competitive spirit that you have let me just ask you a question so working in the marketing uh department and having disability uh that you you, you actually live limited to certain amount of things that you can see what propels you to actually work hard and be able to prove and every i'm pretty sure there's a lot of people that doubt your ability but you're proving them wrong and look at this 10 million i mean we are talking about you proved some people wrong how what propels you to actually be so focused and being able to do that
3: um you know, Kuli, on every level, it's the, pers- the people that support me. It's my mom, it is my friends, it is my colleagues. Because I can tell you now, I feel that God has placed all the right people at every given point in my life. He's placed different people, but all the right people for that period. He's placed across my path, and I've had amazing support. My mother stands by me every step of the way. I mean, my mom literally, I'm 27 years old, but my mom still paints my nails for me.
0: Oh, nice. um, Nice.
3: I mean, I have so much respect for her and I have so much appreciation for what she has endured because it has not always been easy. After I was first diagnosed, I was extremely angry at the world. And my mom's support carried me through that. And along with that, you know, it's the support of my friends, the support of my colleagues every day. I I mentioned just today that I have a colleague whose mom is blind. And mm-hmm. what's very interesting is whenever she sits next to me in a workshop or even in a restaurant, she starts reading the menu automatically. And... I've I've actually laughed at this because I realized that, okay, now I should listen. Without her giving me any warning, she just starts reading that menu. And wow. <laughs> I know that's my cue, you know. I'm yeah. like, okay, just yeah. open, listen to what this girl's saying. Yes. And she does it automatically because her mom needs that kind of assistance. But, you know, it's it's just so amazing that even my colleagues were so supportive of me and you know they they sometimes use my my talents from across the office they'll scream at me hey, Noreen, what's more accessible a black text on a white background or white text on a black background and due to my disability I can immediately answer that because you know I know what what is better for the eye and it's it's funny how they don't even research these things anymore. They just come straight to me. And it's it's just elevated my confidence. It's given me a lot. And yes. I think the people around me, the support that I've gotten, has given me a lot to work with. And, you know, I feel almost like it is my duty to give that positive message to people out there. Because at the end of the day if you surround yourself with good, positive people and you keep your passion going, I don't think there's any way in which you can go wrong. You know Mm -hmm. what? God is gracious and he'll, at any given stage, put the right people across your path. Just have faith and, you know, just keep believing.
0: Hmm, 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 hmm. Incredible, honey, incredible. I'm really so... Happy that I get to talk to all of you today. And I'm so grateful that all the listeners get to listen to this. Um, just want to highlight uh, one of the ladies I was talking to earlier on. Uh, she actually, um, uh, she's, uh, from Jamaica. And, uh, she, if I'm not mistaken, her name is Nancy. Um, she talked to me earlier on because she was listening to the show yesterday where I had, uh, um, uh, Regina and I also had, um, Oh my god, now I space out things. Uh, but anyway, so she um, was telling me about this um, organization, which is kind of like a Make-A-Wish organization. I don't know if you have the same organization over in South Africa. Um, I kind of like forgot about that. Do you know anything about the Make-A-Wish? Do you, do you um, kn- not Not
3: personally, but I have an idea of the kind of work they would do
0: okay uh, uh, how about you Emily do you know yeah. anything about them
2: yeah.
0: oh okay so basically.
2: them but I've never worked with them directly
0: okay so basically when I was talking to her because her son is only six years old so Nancy was telling me that um, basically she made uh, an inquiry to this organization and they actually came because her son is a big football American football player for the New York Giants and odell beckham is a favorite um player so and then what happened is that they came and actually like redecorated the house and everything and they made the house so grateful so that she he can like it you know just to give him a gift because we are getting close to the holidays and christmas but now when i was talking to her because Mm -hmm. the support system that they get here in america she was telling me about everything that they're going through uh nancy actually she's listening right now she just texts me but nancy um basically the support system they gave her was so incredible because what happened is uh from the the moment she came out of that doctor's office because her son has what you call sickle cell i don't know if you guys are familiar with sickle cell
3: it's a blood disease if I have yeah, it correct. Exactly, exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. So he has sickle cell yeah. and he's going through it and it's hard for a boy because there's so many doctor's appointment and everything. But they have actually made it so comfortable for him that from the moment they find out, you know, he has a cancer. And this is talking about a seven-year-old. Yeah? He has a mm-hmm. cancer. And then secondly, he at home, mom has somebody that she can call anytime to just kind of get like that uplifting spirit to be able to go on and be able to help his son. And then with a study and everything, so sometimes, you know, he can be at school and all of that stuff. They actually provided him um, a tutor. To actually make him be able to keep track with all the other students and uh, they actually provide the transportation wow. for for him to go to his doctor's appointment so now my question is because you guys have been through a lot in your life and your parents and your family have been through a lot in your life uh, for the unfortunate success and the unfortunate situation that we in so you looking at countries like america trying by all means to accommodate and help people with disabilities is it something at home that you experience or what kind of help has it been given to the people with disabilities in south africa
2: okay uh for me personally because i use questions i find it a lot more harder to get access to buildings, because most of them don't have rent, so I had to learn how to use stairs, because most of these buildings are built with stairs, and that is where I actually, I'm so irritated sometimes, because I want to actually meet these architects and talk to them, I'm like, when you draw these buildings and design these buildings, don't you ever think there's going to be a person with a wheelchair, or crashes, or somebody with some type of disability? disability or difficulty that's going to need access to this building, I felt frustrated. And um, I remember in 2014, because I am an an, an ambassador for the Duke of Edinburgh, I got chosen to represent South Africa. It's called the President's Awards in South Africa. And I went to South Korea. It's a whole different um, world out there in terms of how they treat people with disabilities. So South Africa still has a long way to go, but it um compared to other African countries here back home in Africa, we are slightly a bit better, but still so we have a lot of work to consider in terms of making life easier for people with disabilities, especially access to buildings and other and other situations like um there's a lot of things when it comes to um teaching young children how to um not be afraid to approach somebody with a disability. My niece is only 12 years old and she encourages encourages uh, her, her friends to not be afraid to approach me because so they think I'm going to hit them with this, with the crisis, which I will never do. But yeah, it's because yeah. of lack of information, yeah. lack of people wanting to find out that they think that I would harm them, that I am a harm to the community. Because of that, and that's why I'm saying that South Africa still has a long way to go in improving in, in, in that support system for people with disabilities. And for our families, I could relate to what Nadine was saying about her mom always painting her nails. I'm also think that when my mom still does things for me, so it's, it's, it's all about the community getting involved and people that are in the government or wherever in places of power that can make life easier for us.
0: That's all I can say. I don't know. Oh, my God. This is incredible. And you know what? Just because you said that, it makes me want to ask a question because I was talking to the ladies yesterday, too, and that's one of the things that uh, uh, I kind of picked it up from uh, Olga and uh, from Regina, the support system. So let me say with you, you know, we are, I'm African. You you probably understand where I'm coming from with this. There is this stigma where if you were born with disability, uh, first of all, you're going to have to deal with the family. And second of all, we were we going to have mm-hmm. to deal with the community. But let me say, growing up, mm-hmm. your parents, were they aware or did they get any kind of help to actually understand what they need to do to be able to take care of you?
2: My, my parents um, had to so sort out this information it was not given up it was not given to them and remember it was in the early 90s so a lot of information there was not a lot of technology like we have now in the 2000s so i I feel it was very difficult but I'm very grateful because they are my support system they are my strengths especially my mother she would because I couldn't walk prior she would put me on her back no matter how heavy I was and she would go with me to uh, wherever I needed, whether it be physio, whatever I needed, or wherever I needed to go, she would go with me, and she would tell people in the community that I lived in, and Alex that they shouldn't treat me any different to other kids, especially when I needed to play with other kids because I could crawl, so other parents didn't want me to play with the kids because they think it's infectious, I'm going to give it to these kids, which is not true, and that's when my mother was, Telling them no, your the kids are not going to get what she has. It's not, it's not something that you pass on. It's something that she was born with, and you just need to accept um, the way she is. Don't take your kids away because I even see that now. I'm 27 years old, but even now, our African parents um, in the malls, for example, if their kids want to come and ask me what happened to me, did I get in, did I get into an accident? Did a car bump me? The parents don't want their kids to talk to me because they think I'm going to tell them something that they don't want to hear. But um, I always just encourage the parents to not pull their kids away because only that will make them more ignorant than they already are because it's good to ask questions rather than assume. So uh, it's, it's a real struggle. It's something we need, we need to fight for, that I'm fighting for. Especially, I did say that I am a public speaker, and that is where I come in, especially in the school in the townships where I go and I tell them that it's not okay that you're going to laugh at the other kids because they don't walk the same way or they have learning difficulties or they can't see the board or whatever it might be. It's not that you are any more special. It's just that they are having struggles that you need to help them. Be their hero. Be someone that they're going to rely on rather than be somebody they are scared to approach. And that's my approach in terms of how people should treat people with disabilities, I mean, we are not asking for special treatment. I I believe um, my colleague here or or my beautiful lady on the other line will agree that we are not asking for special treatment. We are just only saying, Hmm. realize that we are here and understand that there are certain things that we need that not anybody else needs to be just assisted with that. That is all we're asking for, Hmm. nothing more
0: nice nice Emily, we well, you know what it, and and i i concur with you i'm i'm just so um and you know myself i don't know a lot much when it comes to people with disabilities all what i know is just a little that i get to find out from either friends i work with or friends that i know who have disabilities. But I think mm-hmm. everybody just needs to be educated, not only in South Africa themselves. But now, let me go to you, nerin So when you find out that day that the doctor told you that this is the diagnosis and this is what you're going to deal with for the rest of your life, and uh, your parents, which were your support system, as you were saying, your mom... So what happened from then onwards? Was there any kind of uh, support system either you got from the government or some sort of an organization? What what kind of help did you guys get? Or it was just kind of like, this is it and go home?
3: Uh, Yeah, this is it and go home was kind of the approach. eh? Mm. Um, It was very much up Mm. to us to search for ways to make this work. Hmm. And what I did being, you know, I'm a bit of a geek, here. I'm one of those kids who sit in front of the computer all day, every day.
0: Oh, okay. And I love those people. <laughs> they fix a lot of my problem at work and here. <laughs> <laughs> but,
3: like, but the access to technology was actually great because what I did was I got into contact with... um the Harvard Eye Institute. I got into contact with Massachusetts Eye and Ear. And, I, you know, I looked for a cure because obviously you don't want to accept what's going on. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, there has been nothing to date. So what I then started doing is looking for ways to, to help me. At first, I avoided the problem. But then... You know, as time progresses, it became worse and worse. And um, I was at a point when I was in my last year at university where I couldn't really uh, write very fast because I couldn't read very fast. And Mm -hmm. um, I spoke to one of my lecturers, and he actually made a plan for me. And from there, I moved on, and I started working at Pearson. Mm -hmm. And at Pearson... Also, in the beginning, I was too scared to say anything because there's almost the stigma attached to disability to say that, you know, you are not going to get a job. You are going to be at the bottom of the food chain. And that was what I was scared of during university and also after university. And when I first started at Pearson, I tried to hide it from everyone because I didn't have the confidence. I, I thought that... If people find out I'm disabled, um, you know, it's going to put me at the bottom of the food chain. I'm never Mm -hmm. going to grow and I'm never going to have opportunities. Yes. And I think if I could offer support to anybody with a disability, I would want them to know that it's not like that. Mm -hmm. You know, there are opportunities and I would want to encourage companies to create opportunities And not a receptionist opportunity or, you know, actual serious jobs that people can take on and flourish in for disabled people. Mm -hmm. Because, honestly, that's what PSMA has done for me. And I can tell you now, I've gotten no government support and no support systems. It was all just kind of very in the workplace. Actually trusting individuals, let them know what's wrong, mm. and asking them for support mm. and then um I think one of my main difficulties again, like very similar to emily um, transport just the infrastructure in South Africa mm-hmm. is a little bit funny in terms of public transport you know it's not as evolved mm-hmm. as in other countries, and it's very difficult to get from point A to point B if you don't have your own vehicle in South Africa. And I definitely think that's something mm. that government could really support with. And, you know, to say that there's this kind of service available to to assist disabled people, because, again, disabled to us just means we are differently able. We still have all the abilities that other people have. We are just slightly mm. limited. Mm. But mm. that limitation... Absolutely doesn't yeah. keep us from doing a lot of good work mm-hmm. especially if it's taken mm-hmm. care of you know yeah. by various
1: mm. various ways
0: yeah yeah, yep yeah. honey I, I really appreciate you guys just so i have a question to you for you naren because i was just looking at uh um all of your um that you have done some community work uh, that you're actually helping out because this we're not just going to talk about everything else that you guys have been going through but how about these things that got you to win the tributes award let me just talk about that if you don't mind and just to give uh, the listeners a little bit of an idea what we're talking about when we say these ladies won the tributes awards so basically in 2010 Valhalla Arts Uh, unveiled the Tributes awards, uh, Excellence Awards, a special project conceptualizing to honor women with disabilities who have left a lasting legacy in our social, economic, and political landscapes. Tributes were were designed to involve South African community in identifying and nominating high-profile women with disabilities who deserve recognition for the sterling work they do in local communities and wider society. Each year, 13 finalists are selected in specific categories and invited to a three-day fun-filled celebration hosted by Valhalla Arts at the Chosen Province in South Africa. So, the ladies that we are talking to today, they were... Part of the team, they actually uh, were the thirteenth that was selected. And a, sh- a special shout out to Musa Izulu, uh, the creative director of Valhalla Arts, who actually um uh, be able to give us an opportunity to talk to these ladies. So now let me go to you, Nareen. I know you're doing some work in the community. So can you please just explain a little bit uh, with the work that you do in the community, like wh- what what? things to make a difference have you done uh, to either the people that are are growing with disabilities or the people that you know?
3: Well, (laughs) honestly, I feel like what I've done is so insignificant, but um, basically just allowing universities to, um, you know, give disabled students access to technology that will help them to um, just have better access to education. So I've often worked with disability units at um, one or two institutions where I actually go in and I show them how the technology that they use at the institution can be adapted um, to students with different types of abilities and how content can be selection in that way. And then also outside of that, I've spoken at... Um, one or two schools, uh, schools for visually impaired children. I've spoken at the Prince of School for Visually Impaired Children in Pretoria, where I've also done motivational speaking for for those students.
1: Mm. So
3: very minor, but um, you know, winning this award has again just let me know
0: that I need to level up and contribute no you you have done a huge punch you have done a huge punch i can give you i can give you a homework to take with you if you don't mind because i i know for sure that what you were saying about people having access to information one of the things that South Africa had to deal with right now, which I think is not a good thing because people who are in power, they are sitting there looking, is to deal with the expensiveness of the data to access internet. Because if everybody could have the internet that like Kenya has, like countries like America have, people will be able to find all kinds of information. To be better and to be able to find information to help themselves. So that's your that's your homework for you, Nareen, to be able to get people to push on to all these companies that all the data and internet in South Africa open up doors, let people have access without paying a lot of money for an internet that is available elsewhere in the world for cheap and you know you can do this and for everybody listening you guys can send messages to Vodacom, MTN, C, all those guys to know that they need to open up this internet for people to get all this information look at people like Nereen, she got a, a chance to talk to, to Harvard and the people that can tell her about her diagnosis, why? because the internet was available for them so now let me go to you emily okay Emily. people might look yeah. might look at her and be looking at the picture and not know that she's not only just uh, a poet she's also a, f- a dancer and I actually saw one of her videos and she's also a, a fashion designer and you already told us you are a public speaker Girl, girl, girl. Yes. You got moves. I saw that <laughs> song you dance off for Lyra. She loved it herself. You got moves, girl. <laughs> Thank you very
2: much. I, re- I really appreciate it. And I learned dancing just so that it helps me um, with my physio. I don't really like exercising. I don't think anybody does. Uh-huh. So with me, <laughs> there's gym and there's And this physio, and this is like, can I not find something easier? And then I joined dancing, and then it turned into something serious, and that's why I am today a dancer. But I'm so excited and uh, so grateful that I was able to do all of these things at the same time. I mean, who gets to say I have so many careers? being only one person. So anybody knows that it's possible to be whatever you want to be, you should never limit yourself. And that is the message that I would give young people every time I go to school. And, and one of the things that helped me become the person that I am, in 2012, I I, I was part of a program, as I mentioned at the beginning, the President's Award, and I had to do an 80-kilometer hike, which is 8-0. And um, I was the only one... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait a
0: minute. Emily. Yes? Uh, Emily, I just want to make sure the listeners catch yes? that too. How many kilometers was it? 80.
2: Eight zero.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. My God. Yeah. Go ahead, honey. I'm sorry. That's, that's incredible. That's incredible. Congratulations <laughs> to you.
2: Re- Thank you. And regardless of, of, of the fact that I was the only one with crackers, and mind you, one of my crackers had broken uh, halfway down the trail and I was thinking to myself, what now? And I was like, I made it up to this point. I'm going to pull up until the very end. And that's what I did. And that is why, um, today I'm able to tell anybody that if you put your mind to it, it is possible. I might do it a little bit slower than you, but I'm able to do it as much as you can. So nothing is actually stopping us from conquering the world. It's just that people think we can't because they don't ask. If you ask, then I'm able to tell you what I've done. If you just assume, then I won't know you're seeing. It's all about communication, and yes, it's all about um, information being given to people. And I'm going to actually take... The challenge as well to, to write to Vodacom N T M and tell so you to say, Can we keep our free data because it's expensive out here and we need people to know about cerebral palsy. we need to have people know about albinism, we need to have people know about all those different types of disabilities that are out there. I myself was I, I was learning a thing that you listening to um maybe about real disability which is um very new to me and I'm living with a disability. You see, that's where information is needed for us, even in our own community, because everybody comes from some type of community. And it's so sad that even people with disabilities don't know about each other. And um, I'm so grateful to the the HALA arts because they were able to to bring 13 uh, women with different types of disabilities together and we could learn from each other and about each other. And hopefully, uh, there's a better South Africa and better Africa at that. So, yes, I am so happy.
0: Oh, I'm so happy for you, Annie. And that was a great um, message you gave us over there. I really i i I really love you for pushing on i really love both of you guys for pushing on because this is incredible just to hear from your stories and just to let you know emily i did read your request that you would like to have somebody buy you that Somizi easy book i'll buy it for you honey okay I'll, I'll buy you that book uh it's uh it's a it's a new book by Somizi, right I'll buy you the book. Just tell me what I need to do. I'll buy you the book. If it's available on Amazon, I'll buy it and send it to your house. But um, I also want to get some of the... (laughs) Mm -hmm. You are welcome, honey. You are welcome. You know, what you've been through has nothing. This is not just me uh, sympathizing. This is just me saying that. You know what? Social media, the greatest thing about social media that you find what people like and things that other people might enjoy and you might not care about it or you might care about it, but you have it or you have access to certain things and you just decide that, okay, today on this Christmas... I'm going to decide to buy somebody a gift and we just keep it going. So I'm going to do that for you for Christmas ah. that you get that book and get to read it. Hopefully, Thank you there's very much. Hopefully there's some juicy stories. Yes,
2: because I'm, yes, I'm quite a reader. So, you know, I, I love books and and books are another thing that young people should be encouraged to continue doing. And you have audio books now and you have uh, books that are online. So nothing is an excuse to say i can't read or i don't like reading We have access to books let's read guys because that's how we get information
0: yeah in, that that's true that's true ladies just before we close i just want to read some comments uh i'm just gonna uh the two ladies that actually um um put something up here um amanda um amanda human this is funny her name actually (laughs) she told me i know amanda is listening amanda human she's in north carolina and she's a south african like us and she said i have ms and i was diagnosed in south africa in 2002 we came over here in in twenty fourteen meaning in the in the in the United States, so she's gonna stop by the show and mm-hmm. tell us a story. so you have other people that are sharing the same um disability issues that you guys are dealing with. She will be telling a story too round about thursday um she's over in North Carolina thank you amanda human and uh, there's also uh, dorothy um yeah, she's from South Africa too um Dorothy uh Matitz. Oh, I, I can't say the last name i'm sorry dorothy but anyway she said uh she got diagnosed with uh polio in um she got diagnosed with polio in south africa when she was a child and was paralyzed from neck down um and she said, I recovered, but my right leg is still paralyzed. I walk with the cane. So she just wanted to share her story. And she over here, too, in America. I don't know where she is. Um, Amanda just wanted to know that she's listening. She's enjoying your guys' stories. But I don't know where uh, Dorothy is. Uh, is there anything you want to say to these two ladies, guys? I just want to say to them, you
3: know, keep growing Keep that growth spirit growing and never close off to possibilities. You know, it's always just keep faith and keep keep going strong because you don't know what's heading your way. Miracles are around the corner.
0: Yeah, yeah. How about you, Emily? Okay,
2: and for me, i just, I just like to say, um, I'm just going to quote something from the Bible, which is from First Corinthians uh, 10, verse 13, which says, God will never give you what you cannot bear so God actually saw this coming to you and he allowed it to happen because he knows you are strong. He gives his hardest battles to his strongest soldiers so you guys are very strong and you are going to be the soldiers of of other people with the same type of disabilities as yourself and you should never shy away from being yourself because um, you are told you are different it is good to be different. If we're all the same,
0: then it would be boring, in my opinion. Yeah, that's true. That's absolutely true. I really appreciate you guys sharing your story today. That was really incredible. I just want to close up the show. Is there any last words that you guys would want to say? Let's start with you, uh, uh, Nareen. Um, I just want to give you a chance to close up. Is there anything that you would like to say before we close the show?
3: Um. there's one thing I would just like to say thank you for all the support that I've gotten through the process Um, the support again has been invaluable and I wouldn't be able to take on shows like these or have the confidence to speak about my disability if it wasn't for the support of my very loving family, my dear friends who I know are listening and then also just knowing that God is there watching out for me. He knows who I am and He, you know, He's taking personal care of me and I feel that every day. And yeah, thank you.
0: Oh, thank you so much. And Emily, go ahead. Is there any last words you would like to say?
2: Yes, thank you very much again and I'm so grateful to have this opportunity. I'd just like to leave uh, people with these words which, uh, which go like words the beauty of life is not how happy you are, but how happy others are because of you. And that is because of people around me that support me. My whole family in South Africa, guys, you are awesome. I'm so grateful. I know that some of them are listening. Thank you very much. To my mom, you are my pillar of To my dad, you are awesome. You're the first guy that I've ever loved. So, and um, obviously, I just like to leave them also with my favorite motto or personal motto which goes, I live with my disability, but do not let my disability become my life. And that is how I want other people with disabilities to view themselves, because your disability is separate from your life. You live with it, but do not let it become your life. Thank you very much
0: thank you so much ladies i really appreciate you guys joining us today and this is umbani radio conversation we're just talking to these two wonderful ladies ladies just stay on the line so i can th- say thank you as soon as i get off this uh now can i get off the line so just hang on there and just stay with me i'm just gonna close up the show and just be able to talk to you to say thank you L- ladies and gentlemen everybody that tune in i really appreciate you guys for tuning in We're really so grateful that uh, we get a chance to talk to people that are living probably a different life than me and you we have ever imagined that we can even see or uh, some other people who might be affected by a lot of things that goes on in their life or other their family members that has to with disability I hope they gain something today I hope even the people who are not affected their attitude can change we're gonna do this all week we have two more ladies coming up uh, and they're gonna be telling their stories tomorrow and it's going to be Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and also on Saturday we're going to have shows talking to these ladies about the incredible life that they've lived. I really appreciate everybody for listening. A special shout out to South Africa, to Canada, to America listeners and uh, to Germany and I see you you back again Thailand. Thank you. Let us know you guys what you thought of the show and if you missed the show or you're just getting at the end of the show, I'm going to have it available on a podcast on iTunes and i'm gonna post that over on home away show page on facebook and on bunny productions over on facebook i just want to say thank you for listening i really had fun and i enjoyed myself with these ladies that were telling us their stories i hope you enjoy your day we'll see you tomorrow thank you so much